football. We've got the Northern Stars coach on the program, Kerry Wills. Evening to you, Kerry. Welcome. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Hey, um, Kerry, we've just been talking um, with Storm. She's played 99 oh, games. She knows. <laughs> and I am desperate. I'm desperate I for her to make a comeback. And you guys have been ravaged by COVID, only having played three games. Surely there must be a spot on the bench for her. Mark, he's throwing me under the oh, bus here, kids. That hundredth game for Stormy, and I'm hoping it's with us because there's other teams out there too that are a bit ravaged by COVID and things like that too. But yeah, it would be great oh, to get Storm out there. No, she, she's in studio in a, in a Northern Stars top. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not. Oh, I'm, I'm not, she's not wearing a dress. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to go. I've got my shoe, my, my shoes in the car, strapping tape, ready yep. to go. All oh, right. Me. <laughs> oh gosh, no! Look, I know we are keeping that to happen. So um, yeah, we'll just watch the space, a eh, stormy. I don't know, kids. I don't know. Um, Kitty invited me to a training a few weeks ago. Mark. Oh look, I said there's a little twinkle in her eye. I, oh. I, I, look, I think by nine o'clock I'll have her. <laughs> but you said yeah, to me, kids, I, I need you to play two quarters at goalkeep. And and what did you do to me? I think we ended up with three and there was definitely a goal debib handed out and then we went into extra time. Um, no, but really, really appreciated you coming, Stormy. Oh, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was good to be back. And speaking of, welcome back to you guys, finally back on court after a, a pretty decent hiatus there. Uh, how good was it to be playing netball down in Christchurch? Yeah, we were so excited. Um, it was. It's been a long time and I think... It's actually made us really appreciate the job that we do by um, having missed out for a few weeks. And I think um, round two, when we hadn't played round one, we were really, really nervy and um, worried about how we were going to play. But this time around, we were just really excited to get out there and we we were trying to have some fun, um, but doing the job as well. Yeah, I mean, a, a pretty decent win over the tactics. And I know it seems like a silly question to ask, but were you expecting that level of performance from your girls? Look, I, I've i got to say, Stormy, I was pretty confident going into that game. Like, I, you know, I did, um, Smithy and I sometimes discuss the score before the game, and I was putting us at 15 um, ahead of them. Look, they've been hit hard by COVID as much as we have, and I knew that we had more of ours back, and I I just felt that those girls that had come back in my group were pretty ready to go, um, and it was just a matter of how much and how long I could play them out there. So um, I'm, I think the thing for me is I'm really confident in the entire squad of 10. I think in terms of that group, as long as we've got most of them together, we're going to be stronger than... Some of the other benches were a little bit deeper. So, yeah, I felt like we we actually needed to take that game. So any points help. Uh, Kerry, I've been talking to Storm about the different styles predominantly between, say, the Auckland sides and what we see down in the South Island. When you go and play a team like, um, uh, like the Canterbury Tactics, do you have to do you adjust your, the way you play based on the style they play? Or do you just go down there and play your way and, and hey, you guys, yeah. you guys make the adjustments based on what we're doing? Yeah, I think in, um, in a normal season, you would, you'd have a wider repertoire of um, structures to go to. But because we've been so disruptive, for instance, uh, disrupted, for instance, today was the first time since we contracted everyone in November 
that we've actually had everyone available for the entire training. Um, we've only had three entire trainings together, so that really limits how much structure and tactics you can do. So I think for me this year, um, we've narrowed that down a bit and we just want to do a few things really, really well. I think where the adjustments come in is um, how we play those things. So tactics haven't really t changed their tactics in the last four years, to be honest. I think that um, shooting end is playing the same as they did three years ago. So we know what they're going to give us. It's just how well we play against it and what we do um, in terms of, of our skill set. So, yeah, um, tactics-wise, not a lot. It's just really little adjustments to um, get around them. What about your own evolution then? You said that you see the tactics shooting the same way they have over the last four years. What about your own style? How, how do you continue to evolve? Is it based on the type of player or does that just require you as coaches coming up with something different? I think it's, um, it depends on, on your players because you can't evolve a tactic if the players don't have the skill set. I think where we're lucky is that, um, say, for example, the shooting circle, Maya's a very, very strong holder, but in her time with us, she's just got fitter and fitter and faster and quicker and more agile. So that allows us to play um, with a lot more movement and pace in that shooting circle than perhaps other teams can. Um, and she's at the stage in her career where she's ready for change. I think it just depends on the athlete and where they're at. So I think we're able to do that. And then down in the defensive end, I've got some very smart players. So Ali Timu, she used to be a shooter. So she actually um, has a really good intuitive feel of what the shooters are going to do even before they think about it. So she's often in the space early and that's how she picks up a lot of balls. So yeah, it is player dependent and I think we have evolved our shooting circle quite a bit because that's been the most stable part of my roster. Um, and then in the midcourt, having Gina in our group has been really good for evolving players like Mila Rialu Buchanan and um, Lisa Mesa. She... Um, she plays a lot with her players and rubbing off and setting things up for each other, which has grown their game. Yeah, absolutely. And you just named quite a few players there, kids, just to reiterate that you do have such a strong bench, which you are going to need because you've got the Tactics again tomorrow, Mystics on Sunday, Pulse next Wednesday and Sunday again. Four games in 11 days. Is that freaking you out a little bit? Um, I think prior to Tactics, this week it was because I wasn't sure you know like you have faith in your group and you see them at training but stepping up into the arena can be quite a challenge and I was really pleased with how um, Amorangi stepped up this weekend and took that goal attack start position so I think after the tactics game I've got a little bit more comfort in terms of making those changes and um, I drive Holly Fowler home because she lives like 50 metres up the road from me and she, she was just saying on the way home, it's so great how we can just make so many changes and it's seamless and everybody just knows exactly what their job is and, and can do it and can contribute. So, um, yeah, after that game this weekend, I'm feeling a lot more confident in terms of um, taking players off to rest them, rotating them out if they look like they need a rest. Um, if there are niggles, we've got other people to go into the spot. So, yeah, feeling really good about the next couple of weeks. 
hoping um, that COVID stays away. I've had nine out of the ten now have had it. So I've only got one more player in the team to sort of get their first hit. So I'm feeling okay about that. I'm just hoping that she can manage to keep away from it. You mentioned that you're having confidence to go to your bench. How long into a game do you sort of get a sense whether a player's on or off? I mean, we all have bad days. We have bad days in broadcasting. We all have bad days as athletes. We have great days too. But how long do you how long into a game before you, you get a sense and then how how long do you give them before you maybe make that change yeah I've been really criticised especially in 2021 for leaving people out there for too long um, and you know and I reflected on last year and some of the changes that I potentially could have made earlier I think for me it's about the flow of the game and it's really about body language and how they're looking like sometimes so, for example, defenders, if the ball is going over the head time and time again, they sometimes look a little bit defeated and you can see the shoulders clump and the eyes go down. And I think some, if, if we can't rally them from the sideline and help them to get through that or they can't change what they're doing themselves, then I'd definitely um, put that in. So it's kind of reactive. Um, but then you can plan a lot of changes. So... If I plan to make a couple of changes at half time to rest people, or for example, with the COVID, um, I was told that certain players had certain minutes. Instead of making two changes at the same time and disrupting things, I might put one in and give them five minutes to settle and then put the other one in after that combo settled. So um, some of it's planned and some of it's reactive. And I think I'm hoping that with this team it can be a little bit more planned and tactical and add impact rather than throwing someone out there in the hope that they save the team. Just on... Um, <laughs> Which is hard. <laughs> yeah, we all hated that feeling. <laughs> Just on some of those um, changes, kids, kids, and with the uh, COVID protocols, can you talk us um, through a bit like what those protocols are? Is it a blanket rule across the league? Because I'm just trying to figure out, like, seeing some players play more than others who no. I know are recovering. Know. How does it work? So it, it really depends on the player's symptoms when they had COVID and then how they track through the stage process. So there's a five-stage process, and um, it's from zero to five. Zero to four is really medically driven, so um, the decisions don't come from the physio and the SNC and the coach um, like they normally would from, from a health and um, injury perspective. There's, a, there's almost like a point where it gets handed over to us and, and we take over for... COVID, that happens quite late. They have to get medically cleared at each stage. Um, and that depends on symptoms. It depends a lot on... So at each stage, they can do a little bit more. And so then the next stage is based on how well they coped with that. So if they were feeling very tired and they had a lot of fatigue, um, then they don't get to progress. Those stages have minimum periods. So... Um, for example, we've had players who were asymptomatic and they spent the minimum time in each period. And I think for us, it sounds like we've been a lot luckier in terms of how COVID has hit some of our players. I've only really had one who's, um, no, two, sorry. I had one that had to have an ECG and another one who was really chesty and took a little bit longer than the others. Then when it gets to stage five, Stormy, it's all about loading, which you would remember from your days with us. It's about how much training you did in that period that you were off 
and therefore how much we can play you without entering a zone where we potentially could injure you, not through COVID, but through the lack of um, loading through your limbs. Yeah, a lot to so consider. So for us it's been pretty <laughs> light. <laughs> hey, hey um, yeah. Kerry, part of my um, brand as a radio host is bringing up my old school Mount Albert grammar. Now, you've got a huge amount of Mount Albert grammar old girls. Are you aware of that? Are you aware of the might of Mount Albert grammar? I am so aware of the might of Mount Albert oh, grammar. I like, I like you a lot, Kerry Wills. I like you a lot. Just today, Maya was telling everybody that she was in the athletics 4x100-metre uh, relay team for the zone. And then Holly Fowler bumped her out for the Auckland Secondary Schools champs, and she wasn't very happy about that. And we were all just having a big giggle about that because 100 meter sprint, Maya, <coughs> yeah, probably wouldn't have been wouldn't have been my first pick in the group. But yeah, apparently pretty fast. She but can Holly cover a faster. lot of ground. I'll give her that. And you were saying <laughs> Ellie Timu also out of Megs? Yeah, Ellie was in Megs girl, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so she. So it's interesting because she's a little bit younger than Holly and Maya, but that Holly and um, Allie did play in the circle together at Mount Albert Grammar when Allie was a baby. I think she must have been year nine or ten. Yeah. Mark's... So the connection is strong. Oh, I'm getting emotional, yeah, Kerry. I'm getting emotional. Corner. I'm tearing up. Oh, well, you've got Erikana Peterson as oh, well. Oh, you know, stop it. Stop it. So well. Oh, put, the, put some love songs on. Put some love songs to Midnight on, please. Come on. <laughs> I know, and then we had Jamie Lee Price jump ship, didn't we? Yeah. Yes, and that was on my watch, actually. I was pretty sad about that. Well, that was when I was New Zealand under 21. That's post. right. Um, yeah, that was really, it was actually a really tough decision for her um, because her heart was with her teammates who she'd grown up with and played a lot of netball with. But that girl bleeds green and, go- uh, green and gold, as we've seen. Um, so, yeah, she... She was hoping that she could go and play for the Giants and still have the option to play for New Zealand. But, um, yeah, the international rules, She basically by going to Aussie, she, she was choosing. Hey, hey, hey so, Kerry, Kerry, this, go, this goes out to you. This goes out to you. Bit of Michael Bolton. Because <laughs> you run netball at St Carth's, don't you? Golly gosh. What's that, sorry? You're St Carth's, aren't you? You're going to break Mark's I heart now. <laughs> Never heard of them. I am going to break your heart, Mark. I've, well, salute Tony Fitzpatrick. She's a good um, St. Tuff's girl. Um, Never, Never heard Teresa of them. Was a very good, Teresa was a very good people player herself. But Well, hey, look, I'm, I'm giving you Michael Bolton or I could sing the school song. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, Michael Bolton's enough. Okay, enough Kerry, lovely to have enough. you. We're going to go out to the break. with Lovely having you on the show. All the very best for your upcoming games. Thank you for taking the time. This is dedicated to you, Kerry Wills. <laughs> Thanks, Kerr. <laughs> Hang up now. Have a great time. <laughs> Sing it, people. Oh, you're God. taking your wives by the hand now, aren't you? All you people out there that don't think you're a hopeless romantics. It is 8.30pm, I suppose it's fitting.